so so tax there's tax implications there's corporation implications there's all kinds of different things that are open there so you're listening to the right club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live come grow with us and join our community at the and now your hosts sarah larby and alfonso salami Hello, Right Club Nation. It's Laurel Simmons here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out our online community yet? I really hope you do because our online community is a place where you can find lots of education, training, and information about real estate investing and about general business. Plus, it's a great place to network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all our podcast episodes, and tons of videos about a wide range of topics. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, on with our podcast. Right Club community, welcome back to another awesome episode of the Right Club podcast. My name is Sarah Larby, and I'm here with my co-host, Francois Lantier. How are you, Francois? I'm excellent. Thank you. And how about you? I am doing well. I can never complain when it's beautiful and sunny out. And, uh, you know, that's just living life. And this is why we do real estate to be able to enjoy those small things in life. And uh, for me, it's like sun, food, and wine. But we have a very special guest today. Uh, Catherine Nelson Riley is our operations manager. She is doing so much behind the scenes. I mean, you know, looking back when we first started or before we started working with her, we were not this organized. We didn't have all the processes and procedures in our right club business. And she's come on and really, really helped the club grow tremendously. So to that, Catherine, you know, thank you so much. But she has such an inspirational story. I mean, she really, you know, she became an investor recently. Uh, I want to say in the past, you know, six months acquiring two of her own properties, but I'll tell you her story is so inspirational. You are going to want to listen to this and she, you know, and she shares it with us, but she's, uh, you know, in her early sixties and it's never too late. It is never too late to start. Yes. Very exciting. And it's nice to see someone in, like you said, in their early 60s to get started and a mom, single mom for years, overcoming all kinds of challenges. So anyway, I won't reveal all the punches, but make sure to tune in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And guys, you know, reach out to Catherine. I mean, you know, let her know if you've enjoyed this podcast. Let us know if you've enjoyed this podcast. If you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review, that would be awesome. And uh, check out the rightclub.com, register for free. There's tons of great resources that we keep adding each and every day. On that note, let's bring in Catherine. Catherine, it is a pleasure having you on. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. This is uh, this is exciting. I'm I'm super excited. I mean, I am. I was looking forward to today and being able to interview you because you've come such a long way, and you know you've got some exciting news, some exciting new purchases that you can share with us. But first and foremost, I want to say thank you for everything that you do for the Right Club as the operations manager. We could not be where we are today without you. So so thank you so much. That's uh, you've just done amazing for us. Oh, you're most welcome. It's my pleasure. Like it's it's an absolute joy to be uh, with and part of the team. It's it truly is. It's it's it is like a family, and uh, when they invite everybody to grow with you, I find that it's especially nice because everybody is growing. Every single member of the team, as well as the right club itself. So it's it's just really. Uh, 
it's it's something that is bigger than what you would think and it's just an absolute delight and a pleasure to be a part of amazing and you could officially say that now you are a real estate investor as well so welcome to the club and and uh, i'm glad that you decided to come and grow with us as well so if you could share maybe you know a little bit of your background you know be as open as, as you want or, or share what you want what you're comfortable sharing but you didn't necessarily come from easy beginning and uh, and i don't know if you're if you're willing to share a little bit of your background story and then how it all came about where where you started to uh to, to you know look at real estate investing sure and i'll make it as succinct as possible because um everybody has has their story of course and um i i, I was actually born and raised in Southern California. So I'm a, I'm a native Southern California gal. Um, I have a twin sister. We, um, uh, so when I was in my early twenties, um, I had been in a car accident while I was in college. So I was on track to, to be a lawyer and marine biologist and a photographer. So anyway, um, while I was healing from that, I ended up in a, uh, working part-time waiting for the next semester to start at college and uh, ended up working for a wholesale tour operator. Well, I totally loved it so much, was traveling all over the place, doing all kinds of things. And that's where I met my now ex-husband was on a cruise in the Caribbean. So after a year long relationship, ended up uh, moving from Southern California to North of Toronto in uh, January. So I thought, you know, what do you do, right? <laughs> It's just, true love. I, I know exactly true love, but man, I didn't know what cold was until I got here. Like, and I didn't know that cold hurt. So anyway, um, uh, I thought we'd only be here for a year. And then um, that, of course, didn't happen. I've been here for 42 years. And uh, so we had three daughters within three years. And then um, he decided he preferred his girlfriend. So, um, you know, same, same story, different births from so many different things. And so then I ended up finding, finding myself like, geez, I've got three daughters that I've got to raise. How am I going to get their education? What am I going to do? And I purposely decided not to take them back to Cal to go back to California because I didn't want to take them away from their dad. So fast forward, had to retrain. So I went back to school and, but I chose corporate communications. I was still on track to go back for law. But I chose corporate communications because it was faster. It included law, and I could be, I could be in the workforce faster to be able to support my daughters. And so that's what I did. I started with corporate communications, and then puddle jumped through a few things. Ended up in the business of golf for many, many years. I um, coordinated the Niagara Classic down here in Niagara. We did eventually move down here because I had to figure out how to get an education for my girls. So they were athletic. We have rowing in St. Catharines. There was uh, our section uh, nine in the States that opened up because I'm American, the girls are dual citizens. And um, so I, we moved down here for the rowing and for scholarships. So um, that's basically one of our daughters did go through. She rode for Canada, she rode for University of Michigan and the rest rode and, and it was great. It allowed me as a mother, a single mom, to be able to raise my daughters in an atmosphere to where I could be close by and um, still raise them. But I, I did all this on my own. I didn't have any help. I had no family. So uh, I did have some friends that helped a bit, uh, so on and so forth. But, but the majority is that I did it all on my own. So I ended up in the business of golf. 
and worked with NGCOA Canada for a number of years as a regional director. And then all of a sudden one morning I woke up and I got sick and, and I was dizzy. And I mean dizzy. And it didn't go away. So what had happened was I got hit with a neurological vertigo. And what it did is it knocked out my cognizant. So I, what that means is what my eyes were seeing, what my brain was processing, what I was acting upon were three different things. And it was pretty horrible. So anyway, I took a leave of absence. And then it came to the six month point and either had to go back or I had to leave. And I thought, I can do this. Like, I can do this. I can, I can. So I went back and then I couldn't. So when I approached, uh, I approached uh, the, the director and I just said, I'm, I'm struggling. I need some help. Can we talk? Can we make some arrangements, whatever? And they said, sure, no problem. But then they came back to me a few months, a uh, few weeks later, um, actually a few months later, and then they terminated me without cause. So here I was dizzy. It took me two years to start to be able to get things back. And my husband used to sit in the living room with flashcards, literally little kid flashcards, because we had to retrain my brain how to process and how to think. So it was a really, really long journey. And so from there, what to do? We had the house, the girls were already by that time, they were out on their own and in their lives and at university. So we opened up a bed and breakfast. So it was something we could do with the house. We could, uh, we had the, everything. We're down here in the Niagara region. So it was kind of a natural fit. So it was still a struggle. Like you would think it's very easy to be able to do it, but every single time I was doing something, I would make mistakes, but I wouldn't know I'd made mistakes until after the fact. So I was still retraining my brain and coming up with procedures, actually, I guess, or strategies in order to check myself all the time to make sure I wasn't. So that in itself was a huge journey. And then I started to come around to where I could, could get back into the workforce. Um, I started volunteering. I took a little retail job just to kind of get things going. And then I was starting to get back into the corporate world and my husband was hit with cancer. So it was a very serious cancer. And so it was very a good blessing that we had the bed and breakfast at the time. And what I did um, at the time that we were going through the year that we were going through the chemo and the radiation is because 99% of everything I, that we did, I took care of him. It was all, I did it all. Um, we had a little bit of help, which was an absolute blessing. Um, but the majority of it, I did it all while juggling the bed and breakfast and everything else. Um, but I increased the, I increased our bed and breakfast business by 200% that year. Wow. So, it's, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll like it. You continue, but I want to say like, this is so inspirational. Like, I mean, I, I never, you know, I, I've knew, I've known parts of your story, but you know, thank you for, for being open and for, and for sharing it. Um, but you know, and this is, this is important, this, you know, to just to see even just the progress. Right. And it's just, it's just awesome to see what you, what, you, you know, what happened to you, how you, you know, overcame that and, and where you are today, but I'll, I'll let you continue. But, you know, thank you for, for being open and sharing the story. You're welcome. It's, it's one that, to be honest, it's, this is maybe only the second or third time I've ever really shared it. There, there's only a, a few people that do know it. And, and part of that is, too, is that you, you don't want to have somebody lose their confidence in you because you've had, I almost want to deem it like a brain injury. And of course, with that, I mean, we went through every single testing. We went through every single thing. But I slipped through the cracks with the diagnostics. So I didn't have a label. And through that, um, 
and I'm going to actually just take take the time to be extremely transparent just because somebody else might be going through something and they might not uh, they might be wondering and hopefully they can take a little bit of inspiration from me but by trying to find the diagnostics by trying to figure it out i was trying everything I went through syntonic photolight therapy i went through you, you name it on um, the cranial sacral massages i went through every single test that there was you never saw anybody as excited to maybe be being diagnosed with MS as me. They were sending me to the top MS doctor up at uh, McMaster. And I was so thrilled to even, if I did have a diagnosis of MS, was because I would have a label, I would have a diagnosis. Unfortunately, I didn't have it. It was one of those kind of bittersweet type of things there. But that also took a toll as well everything along the lines because you're just struggling and it's it's awful being dizzy i'm sure everybody can relate to being dizzy but this isn't the inner inner ear dizzy bppv it's the neurological so anyway i ended up um there was credit card debt that had amassed and i never in a million years dreamed that i wouldn't just wake back up and be able to um, get back into the workforce because i've always been a problem solver Okay, that needs to be done. Great, let's find a solution and let's do it. You know, when you're a single mom and you're raising three kids by yourself, three daughters within three years by yourself, their dad unfortunately um, chose for whatever his reasons are, but he, he took me to court almost 14 times. Well, actually, not almost, it was over 10 times anyway. I can't know, I don't remember the exact number, trying to prove me to be an unfit mother. Unsuccessfully, I might add. But for his own reasons and his own ego and his own story that he needed to tell himself or whatever it was, it was. But the unfortunate part is that it caused damage in relationships and within our family and, and so unnecessarily because it's about our daughters. It's not about whatever decisions as adults make. And, and that had a huge impact as well. So you're, you're juggling a lot. It takes a toll on you. And I do believe that that is what happened with, my, with the illness. I don't want to say my, uh, to be honest, I, I, whenever anybody has a serious illness, anything, I, I, if they refer to it as that illness, because it's not you, you don't want that to take a part of who you are. You don't say my cold, you say the cold. You know, I have a cold. You don't personalize it. So I want to make sure I don't do that. And I also want to make sure that I give out the message to people that when something serious happens to you, please make sure to not personalize it when you're talking about it so it doesn't attach to who you are. It's just a blip in your life. And Catherine, um, do, you, do you mind it? Like if I ask you like, like what diagnosis, like did they come up with an actual diagnosis at some point or it just went away on its own or how did that resolve? No, no, it actually, it was time. It was a lot of uh, therapy. I, uh, it, therapy as far as physical therapy. Um, I had fabulous chiropractors. Um, we worked on, um, Lifemark Physiotherapy, they have an actual vestibular rehabilitation program. So it was literally working with almost like a physiotherapy for your brain. But all of this cost, so they never did come up with a diagnosis. I truly believe I burnt the candle at both ends. I truly do. Because I went directly every, while I was going back to school and raising the girls and dealing with divorce and dealing with all kinds of other things that go with that. But when I was going back to school, I lived up in Sutton. And Seneca was in, in uh, north of, just north of Toronto. 
So I was every single day. I had the I had the girls up by five. We were ready to leave the house by six. I had them to the babysitters at six. I was at school. Went to school all day. Um, came back up. Had the girls um, picked up the girls by five or six. We came home. Dinner, homework, bedtime routine, and then I started my homework. So that started at that point in time and juggling everything else. And then we got into the workforce and. So it was still juggling everything else on the top. And it wasn't just nine to five jobs. It was, you know, it's the, the 10 or 12 hour days. So I think between everything, I literally just burnt the candle out and my body said, that's it, stop. You're not listening to us. So we're going to stop it for you. One of the other tools from all of this, as I was trying to find the diagnosis, is I did raise the credit card debts because I didn't have any other way of paying for anything. and. I was so desperate to be able to find a solution, to be able to get back to me, to be able to get a, um, to be a working viable um, part of society and to be self-sustaining again. But the timing didn't work. So here's one of the things, credit card people suck. They do. <laughs> they, they, right? So I was so 150,000% honest with them and said, look, here's my circumstances. I, I know I've run up this money. I know that I owe you. I am planning on paying you back. Here's my circumstances. So on the front end, they're fine. But then it escalates and escalates. And it finally got to where they were taking me to court. So a lot of people don't realize. But when you are, when a credit card company is taking you to court for debt and you're going to the small claims court, they automatically add 25% onto the debt. And then you are responsible for all the court costs. Wow, so they I didn't know that, that they added 25% on the top, I guess, to pay yeah. For fees. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, whatever your, whatever your debt is, it is 25% on the top. And I, I, I seriously, for almost two years, because this was a very long process, so for, for almost two years, I tried desperately to not, to not claim bankruptcy. But when they took me to court, they took the ball out of my hands and I had no choice. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas. And for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right. And Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, now to you, a private lending sounds very cheap, I'm sure, <laughs> compared to credit <laughs> card charges and adding 25% and court costs and wow, but you've survived yeah. and that's so amazing and such I'm an good. inspiration. Wow. And you're still so young. 
and full oh, of yeah. energy. Seriously, I mean it. <laughs> I mean it. After all this, like a lot of people would be 120 years old now. So this is excellent. Well, it's it's definitely been a challenge, but I think one part of what it does too is that you actually kind of go into a bit of a trance. Part of one of the symptoms, I guess, and and uh, that you that I had with the vertigo as everything as I progressed and the dizziness subsided, the the brain fog and the 3D. It was literally as if you were working and you were watching yourself down, literally. So you. How do I put it? So you're literally almost in a 3D fog experience watching yourself. And I could feel the inside of my head. It was just the weirdest thing. Like I could feel things, just these little, you know, like when your arm falls asleep or something and then it starts to come back and it has that tingly. That's literally what I would get throughout my head every once in a while. It would be just things kind of just moving on the inside of my head. Hmm. And it was so weird. So I have fought literally, and it's been it's pretty been pretty close to 15 years. And I have to make sure that I take very good care of myself. Um, with that, there was adrenal fatigue, and uh, it it just is so important for people to take care of themselves. And that is one of the biggest lessons that I learned because I didn't take care of myself. I didn't put myself first. I didn't believe in myself. I'd been put down so many times throughout my life, my, my marriage. And as a let's mom, just say, too, you sacrifice yeah. yourself. I see my wife, I'm not a mom. <laughs> I can't say, but I know like she'll always like even clothing, like silly stuff. She'll like, oh yeah, the kids need new clothes. And I'm like, well, you need new clothes too. And she's like, well, the kids need to go first. And as a mom, you already, and as single mom, I can't, can't even imagine. So, and then your health, of course, it's, it's essential. Yeah. And, and just taking that time to make yourself a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one of the things I'm really proud. I'm so proud of my daughters. I, I just really am. They're so successful in their lives. They're so grounded in who that they are. Um, their families, they've got, they made wonderful choices in partners. Um, I, we're very, very blessed. Um, we have two, two of our daughters have blessed us with the titles of grandparents. Uh, so we have six, six uh, grandbabies right now between the ages of two and a half and five and a half. And our youngest daughter is getting married this summer. So, um, so there's, there'll be more added to the collection for sure. So it's just now that's one of the big things I wanted to make sure I instilled in my daughters. So physical fitness and activity, yoga, mind, body, and soul um, nurturing is important. And, um, and that's a lesson I still struggle with is believing, is believing that I am important enough and valuable enough, um, to make myself a priority. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's important. And, and it's, and it's great to, you know, to hear your story, to see, you know, how you overcame it. And I, and I also want to say now that you're saying we, you have a, a great new husband. Uh, I don't know how long yes. you guys have been together for, but Jack. And, and so you're, you're the one, you know, together you did the bed and breakfast piece and, and, uh, and move forward. Can you, can you maybe tell us how your life has changed, I guess, since, since the bankruptcy, you know, like when, when was it that you, you started uh, feeling like you were pivoting in a different direction? I, I think 
one of the things with the bankruptcy is is that year i i can't i can't tell you how humiliating it was how humbling it was how heartbreaking it was and emotionally devastating to to have to do that it, i i just felt like 150,000% of a failure so and and you know that there's seven years that's attached to that so you have to be so very careful about your credit um about how you spend about everything that you do there there is planning um there there is knowledge that you have to have and i and i literally learned it in the trenches which is not quite the right way to do it but i guess it's a school of hard knocks right you can, <laughs> only, you can only get better so it can't get worse <laughs> <laughs> exactly but that was many years ago and i shouldn't say many years ago it's it's actually only been actually everything was discharged like i shouldn't say discharged but the seven years was up between the two credit credit companies it's it's they kind of overlap each other so it's it's really only been about a year 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 and a half since since i've been coming all the way out of it in order to be able to really work at rebuilding my credit in order to be able to move forward so that's all and i'm 63 tomorrow can oh, oh happy is, birthday <laughs> that's awesome so okay so catherine so you you've really been doing and shifting and and acquiring yes. you now two properties i believe you got one in costa rica and uh and a pre-built also in uh near st catherine's is that correct absolutely i'm so excited for it you know i i really am that was one of the things that was great i i knew i wanted to transition out of the the bed and breakfast and so i was looking for a little contract to be able to start getting back into the world and transitioning out of the bed and breakfast and kind of feeling the way so and that's how i met laurel and danielle so and i i was brought in uh for a supposed to be for a couple of hours a week uh oh or a few hours a week yeah <laughs> <laughs> in order to get them and help keep them organized and then all of a sudden it just exploded and uh, with everything that was going on and but I never knew before I started into there sure I'd heard about real estate investing but I never knew that it was something you, you could do I, I you know we bought a house sold a house bought a house but that the even the knowledge that I've been learning now uh the resources that are there the possibilities the success stories and the tales from the trenches for sure because there's a few of those <laughs> um from from people are are they were just so inspirational and i literally was like well if they can do that i i can do that too so because of our circumstances i wanted to i knew that we needed to enhance any savings and retirement for our future because i certainly didn't have any so as i saw these inspirational stories i was you know the light bulb was going off and ideas were being planted and possibilities were opening up so i thought well they can do that i can too and so um when some opportunities uh did did open up like the one down here in niagara i uh, and it just felt right so it was like i'm going for it so i did and the same thing with Costa Rica. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal 
private buyers. They help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also going to focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. That's amazing. And it's such an inspiration coming out of bankruptcy and health concerns and Wow, at, at 60, 62, 63, that's crazy. Congrats. And really, the same thing kind of motivated me at a younger age. But again, I have working in, um, in the private sector, you don't have a retirement plan, or some people no. do, but I don't and my wife doesn't. So what's, what's next? What's, what's going to happen to us when we're in our 60s? So and same as you, I thought real estate investing was reserved to the super wealthy or really large projects, but it can actually be smaller, like condos or uh, like a single unit. That's an investment in itself. So what are you looking at now when investing? Like what I know one was local, one's quite far. What's the attraction? What's your criteria? Oh, that's a great question. The criteria is that the numbers have to make sense. I've, I've um, developed my power team, of course. Thanks very much to uh, the Bright Club and uh, learning and meeting people in there. But my circumstance is a little bit different. I'm not just a straight Canadian that's investing, you know, whether inside Canada or out. I'm also an American. So I'm a dual citizen, right? So so tax, there's tax implications, there's corporation implications, there's all kinds of different things that are open there. So those are all things I need to take into consideration just to make sure that makes sense first. And what else attracts me is I, I've, I've learned from those far more experienced than I in real estate investing is don't squirrel, find something and kind of keep going there the two properties that I've, I've already started imbe- invested with, one will be a um, assumed and is, I, 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 will, I will flip it before it finishes. You're going to sign the and contract. The other, I'm sorry? You're going to sign the contract? Yes. Oh, thank you. See, I'm still learning, right? <laughs> so I'm going to sign the contract for that one. And then uh, the other one we're going to use as a cash flow and also for us to be able to use. So I'm still investigating some of the other areas. I'm very intrigued with some of what U.S. Properties is offering with theirs. And, and again, it's because I have family that's in Detroit. One of my daughters lives there. It would be great to be able to have some investments that um, were, were cash flow that were there. I, so I'm still learning and I'm still determining that. Sorry, that's a long-winded no, that's, that's awesome. And I mean, it, it's honest, right? And I think it's really cool that you're also sharing your story and there's no right age or wrong age to start. I mean, anybody can make it happen and, and you're starting to change your life. You mentioned power team, you know, and, and experts on your team to, to help you maneuver through all of these, these um, opportunities. You know, are there, you know, a handful, maybe one or two that you can share maybe conversations with a, an expert team member that you've had or something that they've, they've been able to show you or, or potentially do for you that helped you, you know, get to that next step, you know, it could be a lawyer, mortgage broker, an account, any, any of that. Is there, is there somebody that you're like, this person really unlocked 
something for me. Well, there's quite a few of them actually for the, just the first part was being able to have the conversation with a number of different and, and, and I'll tell you that there, there's many options that are within the right club that, that are tried and, true, tried, tried and tested, you know, by, by so many people. And they've, they've literally earned their reputations. So it was a really hard decision to, to, for what was a right fit for these particular properties. But, but I think making sure that I understood what was needed in contracts you know, making sure that, okay, these are the things you need to look, look for in pre, pre-build condos. When I, I, but that same conversation happened with the lawyer and also with, the, you know, mortgage brokers. And, but I actually hadn't used a mortgage broker for these two deals. These two were actually JVs. And oh, so, cool. um, yeah. So these two were actually JVs and I, I am going to be starting with a mortgage broker as well. Um, but I just hadn't progressed enough with the finances and getting all the bankruptcy underneath and that behind me um, to be able to start with that particular one. So that actually, I have an appointment for that conversation to start next week <laughs> because I really would like to add, I'm going to say at least a minimum of another four properties by the end of this year. That's wow. excellent. And now working with a mortgage broker, you're going to get your number, I call it. So you're going to get an idea. Okay, you can spend a million or two or whatever it is. doesn't matter, but it gives you a direction. And that's why this is essential to be guided by the right people. And that's so great. And you started with creative yeah. investing first, which is really cool again. And I think this is thanks to all that hardship, I think it's formed you to be accepting of something different like JVs. Most people don't start with JVs. They start with something else, then they build up to it. So that's really excellent. You know, one of the things that was really interesting because I've watched a number of new investors or people that are just getting in, into it, just even from the outside. I, I, I've been kind of on the, you know, not a wallflower, but watching watching them go through their journeys or I'm, I'm overhearing some conversations or I'm a part of, part, part of just hearing their journey. And sometimes there's an awful lot of um, stress that's involved. And, and I have to say, I, I didn't have any of that. I had zero anxiety. I had zero anything. And I think it's not thank, I do know that it's because I did have done my homework, that I've listened, that I participated. I listened to the podcasts. I listen uh, to the recordings. I, I read the articles and the blogs. Even last, was it last night? Yes, it was. It was last night for our Ontario event. Uh, Claire from, from the Wingrose Group, one of our, our um, partners that has been phenomenal, I guess, from the very beginning, right, with uh, the Right Club. She was on the virtual networking, which is fabulous because it's not recorded, so people can actually open up. They don't have to worry about anything being recorded. And she was sharing so much financial advice. And, and it literally, the ideas were pinging in, in my head and saying, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, that means I can do X, Y, Z. So every single time I'm listening to an event, if I'm listening to a podcast, there isn't one thing I never take, a, one time I never leave with 
no, no more knowledge. I take away at least a minimum of five new ideas or knowledge points every single time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I will say, you know, even myself, I mean, you know, I've been investing, you know, not that long. I mean, it's, it's eight years, but I'm still always taking five, six key things away every single, even podcast, right? Even from talking to different investors from the podcast, there's so much to learn. Like you'll, you'll never, you know, you know, you'll never fully learn it all. But I, I think it's, it's great that you're, you know, so passionate also because you started working with us uh, in the real estate investing realm. And, you know, it's, it's awesome to see your passion about it and seeing your success from it as well. And, and you taking action, which is really cool. And, and I'm glad to hear about the four deals, you know, and, and something I would want to ask you, because sometimes people come to me and say, oh, Sarah, you know, you're young, you started young, but you know, I'm 50 or 60 or 70 or, you know, like whatever it is. I'm not saying that that's old necessarily, but what do you tell somebody that might think that, right? They might say, oh, it might be too late for me. Um, what are some, you know, some, some things that you can, can share with them? And then maybe a couple tips of what they can do to get, to get started at, at whatever age. Well, uh, at 63, I think it's just being open. It's being open to new ideas. It's think, being allowing yourself to think outside the box. It's also not listening to other people as uh, the naysayers. Listen to those um, that make sense to you and trust your instincts for heaven's sakes. You know, it's, that's why I know that these two deals that I already have uh, with me, I didn't have any anxiety because I trusted my instinct. I also did my homework. Don't, don't get me wrong. I definitely did my homework. I definitely ran the numbers. I definitely did all my due diligence, but I trusted my instinct. And I think that that is one of the big things I would pass along to people. It doesn't matter how old you are when you start. I mean, obviously, if I'd known then, way back then, what I know now like, would be entirely different on so many different levels, but it isn't. And this is where we are now. But for me right now, 63 tomorrow and a grandmother of six, I really truly feel that I am just beginning the best rest of my life. That's amazing because sometimes people think, oh, I'm aging, I'm over 40. That's my case. <laughs> I'm going to be 41 <laughs> in a few days. And I'm like, oh, this is it. But then 63 and you're just getting started. It's so exciting. And you're picking the right type of project as well. So some people, in their 70s, like I'm speaking with my mom, she's like, I want to invest as well. I'm like, well, like maybe don't do a flip and start ripping down walls, but find something that works for you and makes sense and be open to these possibilities. And your instincts, I mean, with 63 years of experience must be like really honed and as a mom and all that baggage does come in handy. You, you can recognize things and recognize some bad people as well, which is, is tremendous. That's a huge value. So it's, four it's, deals, yeah. what's your plan to, to finance four deals in the next six months, I guess, because it's, it's this year. So, well, I'm, I'm not entirely positive yet that I'm still working on. I just know that, that it's going to be a minimum of four. So I still have to have the conversations with mortgage brokers to, to, figure out how they're doing it. And actually, to be really honest, Francois, you and I have had conversations because of the way that you have creatively been able to do some financing. Danielle St. Jean 
has been absolutely phenomenal because of the way that they they run their financing and how they've been able to run things. Um, Sarah, you and I've had a few like conversations. Every single person you learn and what their success is. And, and so I can't answer that quite yet, but I will be able to soon. Can't wait to hear that? it, seriously. And it's, <laughs> it's very doable, like four deals, definitely. I know with your drive and passion, it's very doable. So. And with the network, with the right club, so that will yeah. be easy. <laughs> I, I think, you know what? I was Go ahead. Say, I think you bring you bring trust and you you bring integrity, and and I think people know you and they'll gravitate towards you. And and I'm going to predict that a lot some of these, if 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 not all of them, will likely be a joint venture partner, somebody that wants to to work with you. And and you know, if you have integrity and you have trust, I think it it brings others similar you know into your life as well. So, but. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to add that. And I'm sure you'll have no problems finding some partners to, to do these deals with you as well. Well, thank you for that. I, I, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm, um, and one of the things too is that other than inside the right, right club, and of course my husband um, and, and two of my friends, nobody knows I'm doing this. I haven't told anybody. I have not told my family. Why, why do you think that is? Uh, for a number of year, reasons. Uh, going through my life, there, there's been an awful lot of criticism. There's, there's, um, uh, the, I've been on the receiving end of a, of a lot. And so I have learned that I keep a lot of what it is that I'm doing to myself. Because when I have said, this is happening, or, you know, I was thinking about doing that, people are very, very quick to share their opinions. And so I have chosen to keep this, I mean, obviously this is going to be out there in public and there is a chance they might find, you know, hear it or, you know, whatever, which is fine. That's absolutely fine. It's not that I'm hiding it. I'm just choosing to be quiet about it and to keep this as my close to me at the moment. And then as I grow in my success, to let my success speak for me like your pictures in costa rica selfies that's gonna be hard to hide <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't matter if i'm going down to costa rica no. <laughs> right if i'm if i'm down there but as as far as um but when they're invited down to come on down to you know to the condo and you know this is xyz and you know what what is it and and how much do i owe and who do you book there and it's oh it's mine you know, and oh, yes, the best way to prove them wrong. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. And I've done the same some family members or friends. I'm discreet about it. And then if they see it and hear me on social media, well, good for them. But absolutely, yeah. it's good to keep that safe distance from naysayers. And then when it's too late, and they can't say anything <laughs> otherwise, well, there you go. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's almost um, it's a way of kind of doing a little bit of a classy raspberry <laughs> you know? it's like well i know you've been saying that i can't do xyz or whatever but i've i've done it so very cool catherine i'm sure i'm sure there's there's gonna be tons of more success coming your way and uh and thanks for sharing your story i mean we can we can keep going and going we'll have to have you come back and, and let you know for you to, to let us know once those four deals are done how that all uh came together but the next part of the podcast is our lightning round so as you know everybody gets the same four questions and you're going to give us the first answer that comes to mind are you ready to play yes okay let's 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 do her 
This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right, lightning round question number one. Catherine, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Keep your credit card sparkly clean. All right, great answer. That's yes. a classic. Yeah, it, it was a classic, but it was something that it never occurred to me until it was actually said to me in the context that it came to me. And it was like, oh, okay. It's all about learning, right? Absolutely. And what's your favorite real estate investing resource? So a club or a website or a book or a person? You have to pick hmm, one. I, I have to think about this. Hmm, the right club for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it has everything underneath one umbrella that, that, that you need. And the, from the networking to the resources, the education, the information, the training, um, the community and, and the feel good. It's when, when the right club had their event uh, in, in 2019, real people doing real shit. And then, and they also invite you to come grow with them. It, it's real. It's, it's as real as it gets. And, and that's, what's important. And, and uh, yes, so the right club. And I will say, Catherine, the right club would not be where it is today if it wasn't for you. Cause you drilled down on like processes, procedures. Here's what we're doing. Like we are so much more, so much more organized and uh, have a, you know, goals and visions thanks to you. So thanks for all you do. You're most welcome. Question number three, what in your opinion is the one attribute that has made you most successful? Tenacity and a sense of humor. <laughs> I, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, for all everything you've been through, and but now it's gonna be everything is free sailing from now on. So, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? I uh, take some contemplative time to be able to regroup, regroup, look over the last week what's been accomplished and plan for the upcoming week. Get caught up on some household and personal chores and some of my personal business. And then to make sure that I have now learned to make sure I'm carving out some playtime for, for myself, my husband, our family and friends, and just being able to um, just go enjoy life. Awesome. That's important. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you are taking that time to enjoy your life as well. And Catherine, where can our Right Club community reach out and find out more? You can reach out and find out more. I've got a, uh, and my Facebook page is KNR and Co. I don't have a lot of uh, the social media and everything else. I'm basically here, but I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on social media. I am on LinkedIn. And my, my corporate name is KNR and Co. So uh, I know that'll be in the show notes and we'll go from there. Absolutely. And you're also, you can be found on the Right Club as well. What's your Right Club email? Oh, absolutely. I, I wasn't 
aware I could put that on here too. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, Catherine at therightclub.com. Absolutely. Reach out if you've got any questions, if there's anything that you need, if you've got a story you'd like to share, success stories or anything, I'd love to have a chat. If there's anything you need, that would be, uh, I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to assist. Awesome, Catherine. And any final last words of advice? Last words of advice. Be kind to yourself. Just be kind to yourself, trust yourself, trust your instincts, and believe in yourself. And the rest will fall into place. Oh, thank you very much. That's some powerful words, and it's really great. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more as well, even though we work together, finding out more about the real person behind the, uh, the operations manager. <laughs> I call myself the detailer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm the detailer. Amazing, Catherine. That was very inspirational. And uh, Right Club community, reach out to Catherine, say hi, you know, let her know if you've enjoyed uh, the podcast. And, uh, you know, we are stronger by working together and continuing to grow together and building our dreams together. So Catherine, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute delight. Thanks. So Sarah, how was that? Like, what an emotional and inspirational story. I can't believe Catherine's been through so much and is, is, is investing, sorry, in her early 60s. And she's just getting started in life. I just love that. I, that gives me hope <laughs> for myself turning 41. I'm like, well, 60, there's something to look forward to. <laughs> oh, man, you're not that old at all. But you know what? I, I, I really like when she said that this is going to be like her best life moving forward and, and the best is yes. ever. And I think that is just really cool. And it's just great to see, you know, somebody persevering, not giving up you know, figuring out solutions. Um, and it's also like just awesome to see like her daughters uh, thriving and, and, you know, being the best that they can be. That's super awesome. I mean, she must be so proud of, of what she's been able to accomplish and, and she should be. Um, but it, it's great to be able to, to share uh, the stories of, you know, people at different levels that had, you know, started in, in different capacities. I mean, she, you know, her bankruptcy, like she didn't let that be the end of everything and, and she didn't give up and she continued and figured out, okay, what does she need to do? And I think, you know, that is awesome. And I know that she could do four deals for the rest of the year. I'm not, I'm not Absolutely. worried about that. I mean, you know, ultimately she's, she's bringing a positive, awesome energy, but she's well connected. She's, you know, learning, she's putting, you know, her, her learnings into action and, and moving things forward, which I think is absolutely awesome. Any, any key takeaways on your end, Francois, that you want to just reemphasize? Yes. So absolutely. I mean, overcoming like the bankruptcy and only about a year, year and a half ago, that's why I mean, after the full seven years and all that cycle, it's incredible. And just, she said her, uh, her biggest asset is to be perseverant and she, she does persevere and pushing through. And again, a single mom, a sick husband, ex-husband, court trials. I mean, she's seen it all. So a bad tenant will be nothing to her. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the bad tenant she'll get one day. I pity that person. There, there's no stopping her. So really it's the, look at the best out of life and the best is yet to come. So that's my key takeaway. Absolutely. Right Club Nation, Right Club community. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget, please leave a rating and review until next week. See you soon. And don't forget to keep coming and growing with us and living our dreams together.
Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.